It's the year 2021, and I still love to talk. After all, I still do it for a living, and I still get paid for it. And not always so much in a good way anymore. At this point, even more of you out there may remember me from my previous two seasons of podcast episodes filled with talk about world travel, breaking free from the 9 to 5, creatively building passionate everydays, and connecting with others around the globe. But when it came time to coming back for a third season of episodes to continue to talk about all of these things, I found that I was, well, no longer intimidated. After all, I knew exactly what kind of geographical and mental states my listeners were in after that crazy year of 2020 and halfway through this far less crazy year of 2021, and that was, like, literally all over the map. On another note, my noticing track record with technology continues to hold true. We had to keep some constants. Life is about balance, right? Well, that conquering balance bit is even more important since last season in more ways than you even might think. But we will definitely get into those later. You definitely know we will too by now, right? After, of course, the fact that we talk about the fact that I definitely have now conquered balance on yet another scale this year by climbing the world's record-highest freestanding mountain. And for the record, I'm still breaking records for the number of days lived for me today, 12,417 to be exact. And in case you haven't guessed, that means I'm now 33 years old and I'll be 34 in two days. Obviously, by now, my episodes have turned you all into math wizards, and you all understand that your fingers can be put to much better use for things like booking that next flight. But I'm here again today to pick up where I left off as I continue to take the public into my personal journey as not only a creative nomad adventure junkie, but also a continued, definite first real-life Kenny from South Park. The confirmation only persists. Miraculously, though, I still haven't died just yet somehow, and I've learned that my infamous mishaps and my what-are-the-odds moments are the ones that actually keep me alive. I still love to travel a lot, and I still believe that mishaps and wanderlust do indeed pair nicely together because over the years, they've continued to help me learn who I am. To this day, my life events continue to take me on a journey to where I never thought possible, and they've continued to lead me to an ultimate growth in both my travel and lifestyle business, but also in my personal growth over these past few years. They've helped me become strong, independent, and bold. You know what? I still crave it. Maybe even more than Mexican food by now. See? I told you I'm getting bold. listening to Purple Hood Adventures Podcast. I'm a travel-obsessed entrepreneur working from my home in Ohio to connect travelers from all over the world and to help you make your one days a reality and stop living for the weekend. I seek constant adventure while maintaining an outwardly appearing normal life with a husband, a cat, and a full-time job as a remote speech-language pathologist. I live a real-life accidental comedy show as seen through the eyes of my trusty Mount Zion purple windbreaker as I make my way around the world and live a life of the unordinary but not the extraordinary. Jumbo, caribou fellow Purple Hit Adventures podcast listeners. It's amazing to be back for, ugh, I can't believe it, our third season, episode one. Say what? Ugh, oh my gosh, you guys, I'm so excited. Somehow an entire year rolled around. Um, I don't know how that happened, but here we are in August again. Uh, if you're just joining us, hello and welcome. That's Jumbo Caribou. That's actually the native language of Tanzania. And if anybody knows, my husband and I actually just hiked Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania. That is the highest freestanding mountain in the entire world, for those of you that weren't familiar. So I felt like that was an appropriate way to say hello today. Um, If you're just joining us, like I said, this is our annually released travel and lifestyle podcast series centered around everything adventure and culture and nomadic life, but also making a lifestyle out of um, you know, being location independent, freedom, worldly connections, and overall excitement and uh, passionate everydays. Um, if you're not familiar with us, we talk here about not just travel. I mean, we talk a lot about travel because that's kind of what we do here. But um, everything that travel also gives us, what experiences give us, like understanding and self-confidence and learning and growing. And that life is more than just this bubble of like nine to fives and two-week vacations and weekends and living life on autopilot sort of every single day. 
um, like many of us seem to do without realizing. So the idea is to enjoy you know, your everydays and to stay curious about the world always, um, to take back with us our experiences to our everyday lives, you know, um, new perspectives, not just with, with the world, but also in ourselves. Um, I, I once heard someone say, and I like love this quote, it's like literally my favorite quote, but um, a travel should be, you know, not a vacation from life, but an education for living. Um, I love that one, if anybody knows. Um, not to say that we never need vacations, Lord knows we all need those. Um, everybody needs a little relaxation in life. Um, I usually need a vacation from my vacation. <laughs> I don't know. I think about just like laying on the beach, like my mind is like not doing anything and my skin is usually fried. <laughs> need like a week of recovery. Um, but yes, we all need relaxing vacations from time to time. That's not really what I'm talking about here. I want to talk about the difference between a, a vacation and a trip. Now, a trip or an adventure isn't always relaxing in my mind. I always say it like that, but Basically, we bring back a lot more when we come back and it kind of changes us and we carry around what we learned um, through our experiences in our everyday lives. And I think that's kind of the difference between vacation and travel. I think a lot of times people think that they're kind of the same thing. And um, one of my favorite things to hear, ugh, I hate when people say this, but they say, must be nice, um, you know, when you see your friends jetting off to another country again. Um, uh, I hate that one, you guys. Um, to me, traveling, yes, it's nice, okay. But we don't really know what else the other person has been sacrificing to do to get there. Maybe that person has been saving or foregoing regular life amenities, or maybe they had to prioritize, you know, maybe they live really modestly. Um, not everybody is rich just because they value experiences over things. So um, I do, I do want to kind of clarify on that. So maybe just like refrain from saying that to somebody if you're thinking about doing so. Um, but to me, valuing learning about the world and seeing how other cultures live their lives, hearing about different perspectives, um, just learning about you know yourself and growing through your experiences, um, taking a different perspective on on life. Um, shouldn't we value that more than just buying, you know, the next car model or trying to keep up with the Joneses like our neighbors? Um, I don't know why in our culture, for some reason, that scene is so rare, but um, I, I don't know why something as enriching as educating ourselves is looked upon as, oh, that must be nice or, oh, she must be rich. Oh, I hate that one too. <laughs> for the record, I'm like the last thing from rich, you guys. Although I am pretty rich, I guess, if you think about it. But uh, rich in a different way than most people mean it. Rich in culture and experiences, yes. But uh, the point is that, you know, travel is what we get from it. And it really helps us ultimately develop a lifestyle of understanding and self-confidence. And most importantly, that life is a gift and uh, the world is a big, beautiful place. <laughs> sound like one of those uh, plus model advertisements, but uh, no. But what I mean is that, you know, life is too short for regrets and you don't want to wake up um, just like kind of getting through the day. You want to be excited about every day. And that's ultimately what Purple Hood Adventures is about and what our podcast series is about. Now, if you've heard any of my previous seasons, you've heard me say yet yeah, one more quote. I seem to be into those today. It's actually one that I made up myself. Um, I was pretty proud of myself for this one, guys. But um, life is not a book to be read, but a story to be written and told. I love that one. Um, so treat every day like a new page. It's open and ready to be created. You know, the page is blank and it's up to us to fill it with something interesting and new. Nobody likes a boring book. Um, we're not just trying to read the page so we can quickly get to the last page of the chapter so we can dog ear it and get to dinner. I don't know. It's like what I think of. Like we don't want to plow through life and just read it like a script. We want to write it and make it interesting. So that's like writing our own stories of our lives. So that's what my episodes are about. Um, a mix of both travel and lifestyle topics. Sorry guys, not to be boring on this first episode and reiterate everything you know the current listeners already understand about this. Um, I just have to do this every first episode just in case. Um, don't worry you guys, I would never leave you high and dry. We're definitely gonna have some fun here. In a minute, if you've ever listened to any of my previous episodes, we do indeed play a, play a game um, every single week. So you, uh, you're gonna love this one. We we play games every single week here. I love games. In case uh, you're new to my podcast, um, I give you guys also a capital city each week. Um, if anybody knows me at all, I memorized every single capital in the entire world twice. I've since forgot forgotten like half of them, but uh, don't worry, guys. I'm sure that'll be a third time. I just have to 
keep it in my brain long enough to um, not forget them. Although I do know like probably 60 or 70% of the world's capital still. So um, starting in my season two, I did start giving you all a new capital every week. So we'll be continuing on that. And uh, also like, um, kind of like unlike most podcasters, I am a little different. I do like to parallel my episodes with my own life. So I do record them in real time. I take you along with me on my own journeys in the moment. Um, so like, for example, okay, Myrtle Beach last August for my birthday when I nearly burned down the hotel with my 33 birthday candles, if you remember this one. I'm gonna burn down the hotel. Or like when we explored our own backyard last September, if you remember this. My chair has the most crumbs. It does. <laughs> my hair. It's like all over my hair. It's every, everywhere. This is what I think it is. This has no mold at all. No. This, this has no mold at all. No. <laughs> so yes, instead of pre-recording these like months ahead of time and releasing them in advance on some sort of like calendar schedule, like most organized podcasters, I like to sort of like fly by the seat of my pants and um, that's kind of how I think about it. Uh, I've never really been one to kind of plan out too much in my own life, so why begin now, right? That's kind of how I look at it. And uh, as you may have guessed, some interesting sort of <laughs> what are the odds moments just tend to sort of like fall into my lap from time to time. I don't know how they keep happening. They're just, I don't really ask for them either. They just sort of like come to me. I don't know. So have fun being on the other end of that this season. I'd never leave you guys bored. I'd give you some hints as to what those will be this season, but uh, sadly I've yet to master that whole being able to tell the future thing. So uh, I'm sure you guys will find out soon enough. Um, oh, but I should talk about one thing that has already happened. I did touch upon this at the very beginning of this episode, but um, like I said, I do have a pretty new major experience under my belt this season, and no, I'm still not pregnant. Sorry, Dad. Um, my husband Dan and I did indeed hike the tallest freestanding mountain in the entire world, Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania last month, like I said. And uh, yes, we did make it all the way to the top. Not everybody does, so we're pretty fortunate. Um, but if you can make it all the way through my season, my season three, I guess it is now. I had to think about that for a minute. Season three. Um, we will be having a special episode at the very end on the trek. I did a lot of recording there. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be like a big one for us. Um, I'll give you guys more on that later. Um, and I do love making you guys wait <laughs> for some good juicy content here. It's payback for like the 10 months I had to sit around waiting to make another podcast series. So <laughs> I don't know, you guys. I mean, I know. But uh, don't worry. We're going to have lots of fun in the meantime. Um, I am going to start something new this season. I do like to add new things. So I'm going to play one audio clip um, from our experience trekking the mountain every single week. And you'll actually kind of guess if you can... You know, you'll, there'll be like a trivia question or something for you to answer to see if you can guess what it is. Um, I'll kind of explain more about that later. So every week, see if you can guess the answer. And at the very end of our season on that episode about the trek, those answers will be revealed. So you can kind of see how you did. Oh, guys, we're going to have so much fun this season between all of our games and our uh, trivias. Oh, gosh, you guys, I don't think I can handle all the fun. Oh, what am I kidding? Of course I can. Um, but yes, climbing to the top of the mountain, Kilimanjaro, that was just, oh, it was life-changing, you guys. Like the most challenging thing we've ever done, both mentally and physically. And it truly was just like... Uh, like I don't have words. Um, my perspective on life is just so different now. Like I, yeah, there's more on that to come later. And I'll be definitely referencing this a lot about what I learned through my experience this season. Oh, and we did do a safari and oh gosh, you guys, I saw real giraffes in the wild. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, a few of you might know how obsessed with giraffes I am, but um, I may or may not have died like right then and there. <laughs> I'm not even alive right now, you guys. Forget the mountain killing me. It was actually the sight of actual giraffes in nature. <laughs> it's too bad I hadn't had that experience when I recorded my wildlife episode last season. I think that was like episode 11, season 2 on October 23rd. No, I don't have that memorized. I did look that up, you guys. Do you remember, guys, this one about the giraffes? Uh-oh. I see a giraffe bridge. Oh, dear. Wait, is it giraffe feeding time? So this is BB. BB is obviously one of our king penguins. So <laughs> thought we'd bring her out today, let her walk around with poop in her shoes. Hey, 
Okay, I guess it was on more than just giraffes, but um, guys, I really need to stop talking about giraffes and start talking about today's topics. You'll hear me do this a lot, and I mentioned I like to talk. Um, okay, so last season we sort of talked about how we use our past experiences and our own passions in life to not only help us learn, you know, to be more present in our daily lives, but also to help build a future for ourselves, you know, a future of everything we want and more. Um, but I think that in the year 2021, this is really the ideal time to be starting to kind of reset and do this type of thing, you know, as things are sort of becoming more, you know, quote, normal, if you want to think about it that way. I'm doing that little, like, finger quote thing with my fingers, as if anybody can see me doing that at all. I, like, have to remember I'm not doing a video. I'm doing, like, a podcast. <laughs> so, um, you know, they're not totally normal yet, but this is a good time that they're not normal. They're not quite normal, but they're much more normal than before. So we have, like, an ideal, like, sweet spot right now, if you want to think about it that way. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but today I want to talk about why this is the critical turning point for, you know, both our travels and also getting back out there and building up our lives again. Um, you know, not by choice for most of us, but we had the opportunity to sort of pause from life last year, whether we wanted to or not. Um, but sometimes pausing is exactly what we need to do to be able to actually see our lives and, um, you know, take a new perspective on things in a day of the busyness epidemic, as I like to call it. Um, what I mean by that is, you know, we're, we're often just caught up in doing rather than being, you know, we have a tendency to do so much, you know, that we start to actually miss out on our everydays because we're so focused with the end game, you know, think about that, like that meeting, you know, you just want to get through the meeting or like, you know, you want to get the end to the end of the day, or, you know, now it's, oh, I just want this week to be over. And before we know it, we're wishing away like our weeks and our months and even our years. And then all of a sudden one day we wake up and we're like, oh, where did the time go? You know, it must be nice to be young again. But like, what were we actually doing during those years with our youth? You know, my point is, my point's not really to like depress you. Of course, that's never my point. It's because as you see, I'm the most like, I'm probably positive person you'll ever meet. Um, it's really just to help wake us up to what's actually important in life and to actually start taking every day for granted and really just um, learning to be more present and enjoying our lives, um, thinking about what makes us happy every single day. Um, not the stuff that we're, you know, focused on getting through, but the stuff we're focused on getting to. I like to think about it that way. And last season, I think I said, um, if you're looking forward to ending more days and beginning them, there's probably a major problem there. It's another one of my favorite quotes. I don't think I said it just like that, but it's true. You know, you want to enjoy waking up more than being done with a day. I, that's how I see it anyway. So today I do want to kind of talk about why, like I said, 2021 is the perfect time to be doing this and to be building back up and doing what we love and maybe saying, you know, it's time for a change. And um, when it comes to stuff like this, you know, we don't always think about um, what what we want, you know, and now is the time to sort of reflect on that. And um, if you are like me, I'm going to use my own personal passions as a as an example, you know, I love traveling the world and building a lifestyle for myself. Those are kind of my passions. So I'm going to use my passions as an example. And chances are, if you're listening to this podcast episode, you're probably either in travel or lifestyle or maybe both um, like I am. So um, maybe you'll get something out of this. Um, I'm sure you're probably at least a little into travel unless you're like an or poor unsuspecting family member or something just trying to study for like a pop quiz at that next family dinner gathering. <laughs> Kidding you guys. I reserve my uh, pop quizzes for my poor unsuspecting listeners. And so we begin our first question from our Kilimanjaro climb. That was from one of my videos that I took on our first day. That song you just heard was sung by locals. It's heard all over Tanzania, also Kenya. It's sung by locals for as like pump up music. They'll sing it to you while you're climbing. They'll sing it to you at hotels. They sing it while you engage in any kind of activity. It's they're kind of like their welcoming song and um, they really get into it. They're really welcoming people there. Um, I've since added it to my Spotify list and uh, I listen to it just about every day. Um, it's definitely hard not to hear that song 
when you go there. If you went there and didn't hear that song, there's I don't know where you were because it's everywhere. Um, also, in Zurisana, that means very good. I learned that one. I learned to say that one when uh, I was constantly asked how my food was, so I know that one. Anyway, the song called, it's called Jambo Buana. That's the name of the song. So you should already know what Jambo means. If you don't, just listen to the beginning of this episode again. Buana, I'm not sure if you know what that means or not, but maybe you can take a guess out of um, just the context and what I just said about the song. Um, The beginning part of the song also means you know, how are you? I'm doing fine. It's just kind of like a sort of like a welcome for tourists and also just for, you know, it's like a neighborly kind of song. So Jumbo Buono, what does that mean? That short phrase, it's also the title of the song. What does that mean? Aha, I told you guys, a pop quiz. There's your Kilimanjaro audio quiz question of the week. Remember, guys, keep that one in your head and, you know, write it down, do whatever you need to do to remember. But the answer will be revealed in our later episode all about the Kili climb. So don't forget your response. See, I told you guys I'm kind of all over the map, both physically and in my jibber jabber. <laughs> so, um, so my point was that if you're interested in seeing and discovering the world and or you're looking to build a life of every days that you love, maybe even while you're traveling the world, if that's your jam, like it is mine, this is the single-handedly best time to do it. So, you know, with my favorite bouquet of red roses looking C-word and P-word emic, if you remember me talking about that, with that settling down a bit, you know, travel is really on the rise again, and new opportunities are also on the rise, ones that you might not even think of. So today we're going to talk about why 2021 is potentially the year that you could start to adventure the globe or make that ongoing lifestyle or career move that you, maybe you've been saying one day to. Well, maybe that one day is today. So... All right, guys, and then at the very end of our episode, we're going to have our favorite, oh, well, my favorite part of the whole the whole episode. We're going to resume our annual kickoff game that we begin every season, episode one with. Does anyone remember what it is or see if you guys can guess? Um, I'll give you guys a little hint here. So this game is now especially relevant and necessary that we play honoring our favorite tradition because the host of the real show, you know, the normal people one that we're paralleling here, that host honored tradition and remained personally connected with his audience for a whopping 37 seasons before he tragically passed away last year. So we're going to honor him. Um, we're only on our third our third season. We got a little ways to go, but um, oh, well, I guess we have to start somewhere, right? Uh, yes, in case you guys haven't guessed by now or you live under a rock, it is indeed Jeopardy. Yes, uh, we miss Alex Trebek, a.k.a. my pretend brother, my family member. When I was growing up, in case you don't know this story, everybody thought I was related to Alex Trebek. And they always said, oh, are you related? And I'm like, no, my last name is Trebek, not Trebek. <laughs> so um, I've always felt like this personal connection to him. He was always like my pretend brother. You remember me talking about that? Um, so yes, we're going to play our Jeopardy game and it's, uh, by the way, Jeopardy is like the only game show I can actually stand to watch. So it only makes sense that we play it every August 14th on our annual first episode of Purple Hood Adventures podcast start date. So, all right, you guys, you know what else? It's time to start. It's time to start talking and start talking about travel. You guys probably thought I'd never start. So let's get started. Travel. Ah, probably my most overused and repetitively used term of my entire repertoire. Um, But to travel, I'm doing that little thing with my fingers again, if anyone can picture that. Um, It can mean so many different things. It can mean 40 hours of flights and layovers to the other side of the globe. Cue my circa July 2021 experience that involved... Let's just say a few delays, a few hundred COVID tests, a few more lost bags, a few too many cups of coffee, and, uh, well, just a few more missed hours of sleep. Don't worry, you guys. Nothing a little four-mile run in the morning and a fireworks party upon my return home can't fix. Um, But travel doesn't have to be that. It could also be like a road trip to another state or another city. Um, I just don't have any instances with any rappers and end up in uh, a slight to 
well, let's just say hemophiliac appearing situation in a rental car with your friend who has really now seen you at your worst. <laughs> just me. Okay. Um, okay, so travel can also be like a cruise somewhere, or even just on a smaller boat or somewhere relaxing and swimming, um, you know, swimming sessions. That could be a good one. Um, just don't be too far from land and don't be uh, standing on a rocking boat for too long after you've had some instant coffee and you have a, a following rocky car ride with no soda pop or Dramamine in sight. Um, you guys should be glad you missed out on that adventure. But um, tra heck, travel could be, you know, just going across town for the day or checking out that new part of your own city. If you remember this one. But what's different about Brick and Barrel this time? Well, the Tree of Heaven by the entrance has actually quadrupled in size since a month ago when we were here. So what? Who cares? So I get my exercise going in. I have to run pretty fast. Ooh. I already ran this morning. I don't need to run anymore today. It's very scary. I'm looking at it now. It's swaying in the wind. Oh, God. I think the wind's blowing this way, too. Okay, don't say that. I think it is, actually. Don't, please. It is. Please don't. Please, I already had a few encounters today. I don't need any more stressful events. Just don't let one of your irrational phobias interfere every time. Or, you know, do. But don't accidentally record the proof. I'm gonna go on this side. Oh, oh my god. Okay. Oh god. I, I, can't cross, I have to cross the street. Sorry, I see another one. Big one. Big, big one. My point is that travel can be anything you want it to be as long as you're doing something that engages your mind and your body and you're enjoying yourself while doing it and it's not in your everyday routine. I think as long as the motivation and the desire is there, even the sky is not the limit. Well, especially not the sky. But um, what better year for everyone to have a desire to travel than after having been literally confined to our houses much of the past year? and. Um, Guess what, by the way, travel companies also have a desire for you to travel. No, really, their income depends on it. Right now is actually when you can find the best airfares and many, many of them are offering like no change fees or um, free cancellations um, or they're, you know, offering things without, you know, other limitations normally set by prospering million billion dollar industries that have nothing to lose other than maybe like one person's um, satisfaction, but like now, most of those companies literally cannot afford to even lose just one person's customer satisfaction. So they're struggling to catch up financially just about as much as we're struggling to catch up on our adventure sanity here. So yes, airlines, booking services, tour companies, you name it, they're mostly all at like record low prices right now and they're offering like a great deal of benefits um, if you book with them and uh, just sign up for something basically. So soon, by the way, everything will be back to normal, hopefully. Let's hope anyway, but um, they're going to catch up and it's going to be business as usual. So right now is actually the time to take advantage of these rates and these no change fees, things like that. If you do need help, by the way, that's kind of what we do. So if there's something that you want travel wise or you need to go somewhere or like you need help researching, um, it's kind of what we do here. Just let us know. Um, so let's think about why else is this the time to travel? All right. So let me ask you this. Do you like helping others? All right. I so you may be wondering how that's at all related, but um, I, as random as I am, I know I'm pretty random at times, I swear this one actually has a purpose. Um, so think about um, think about how, what we did this summer. So we had the opportunity to really connect with locals in Tanzania. You know, we really got the chance to know the culture. And one thing we learned is that, you know, many cultures thrive off tourism, like the tourism industry. You know, those are the ones that need to feed their families. And think about, you know, I'm thinking about Cambodia and countries like Cambodia and Tanzania who unfortunately have a lot of poverty. You know, I said poverty, not happiness, by the way. We could definitely take a page out of their book. But um, what I mean is that, you know, something like 90% of the families are self-employed. They rely on things like traveling customers, like Can Do Adventures, the ones that we did our, our trek with this summer. And they were talking about how a lot of, you know, the workers, they, they had to go back to the smaller, poorer villages because they couldn't af afford to live in the major cities anymore. 
And um, we don't really realize just how much local life depends on tourists. And, um, you know, that, that could go for anything like selling produce to tours, things like that. And, um, but, you know, they're super passionate about sharing their own culture and their own homelands. And they're, you know, they're passionate about it, but that's also how they make their income. So um, that's how we can kind of give back to people. If we're ready to travel, they're ready for us for sure. And uh, that doesn't have to be like, you know, overseas or across any borders. This could be like domestic travel too. Think about small mom and pop travel businesses, like, you know, those little guys in the travel industry, these little bed and breakfasts, things like that. Um, they're struggling too. So by us traveling, others will financially be taking a breath air, uh, fresh air, if you want to think about it that way. So this leads me to my next point. So since my husband and I were some of the first people back traveling to Tanzania again this summer, um, guess what we had on both our trek and our safari? That's right, private tours. Okay, so normally um, it would be a fortune to pay for something like that. So it was basically tours that were tailored towards us. It was at our speed, stop and go when we wanted to stop and go. Um, you know, our questions were answered. We had a chance to really personally connect with our guides. And uh, they called me Dada, and like Dada doesn't mean like dad or father, it means sister in Swahili. So they had a little like endearing term. They're like, how you doing back there, Dada? So it was really cool to re get a chance to connect with locals and really learn about the culture rather than just engaging with maybe like a group of American tourists the whole time. So definitely that. Oh, and think about the wall-to-wall -wall people in front of you. That's another one. So let's say you're trying to get that beautiful, attempted, pristine mountain picture on your climb. Of course, I'd think of pictures, you guys. Um, so where are all those people? Where are those wall-to-wall -wall people? Well, they're still back at home. They haven't quite caught on to, you know, the fact that they have the opportunity to probably get back out there. Um, they're probably thinking like, and that happened to us, you know, we booked our trip and they're like, wait, Tanzania's open? Like they it hadn't even crossed their mind. They, they hadn't even thought of it because they've been so out of the habit of traveling. It's not to say that not everybody was like not ready to travel, but some people were and they just like didn't realize that they could. So um, definitely if nothing else, you get the peace, you get the pictures. Oh God, the pictures alone are worth it, you guys. Um, top rates, discounts, helping people, privacy, and lack of crowds. Is that all? Uh, you guys, nonsense. I would never leave you without another one here. So you also get plenty of um, empty airplane space, lots of leg room. Um, kidding, that was not actually going to be my next point, but I guess that is another reason I suppose I just thought of that one. Um, let's stop here for a minute and talk about the obvious ones. So because we're all dying to get back out there, I think most of us are, it's kind of like eating a delicious meal when you're starving. Everything's generally better when you've had, well, lack of it for some time, for lack of better words. All right, if those reasons didn't convince you enough, here's another one. How about vacation time for all you out there with rolled over time you've been saving? Um, if you don't have vacation time that rolls over, maybe it's time to use it now so it doesn't go to waste. Uh, it's kind of a win-win situation, right? Um, plus, you better not let me find out that you're one of those people who lets their vacation days expire because you never use them. Oh gosh, you guys don't want to hear me get started on that tangent. Don't let me find that out. So just don't let it happen. Actually, I'm getting ready to be done with this tangent period because I need to go grab some green tea. Uh-oh, you guys, you guys know what that means for my uh, energy level here. Um, but my point is that, you know, right now is the best time to travel, period. And those are just some reasons off the top of my head that I can think of. And, um, oh my gosh, you guys, I'm sure there's way more, but when I come back, we're going to talk about, um, some other components of Purple Hood Adventures now beyond travel and, uh, why this is also the time to make that daily living change. Maybe that, um, that career move that you've been talking about doing for years. We'll talk about that in our, um, our next little chunk here after I take a pre a brief trip away. Um, and, uh, I leave you with this little trip down memory lane. I'm just trying to put, eat put, garlic. Put, put it back! Put it back! I need to eat it. I thought I told you never to interrupt me while I'm working!
Ah, uh, yes, you guys. I couldn't talk about lifestyle and career changes without reminding you that Dracula is real and he will come for you unless you take extreme measures to ward him off. So, if you remember that episode, my ongoing reference to that time I had that cold and discovered that garlic was indeed nature's natural decongestant, um, Dan would have just, by the way, just as soon let me have uh, my nostrils plugged forever if it was up to him. That's kind of how he rolls. Uh, he doesn't care about my poor nose. Uh, <laughs> Okay, you guys, whether or not you think Dracula is real um, or you're drawn to, let's just say, that odorous, bold plant uh, that's controversial, fit for human consumption, there are real things, more obvious things that it's up to us to ward off or to take control over in our everyday lives. So things like things that we do every single day. Now, as I mentioned in our society, it can be kind of kind of rare to do something every day that we love so much that we're looking forward to beginning more days and ending them. Now, that's not to say that not some people are already there, in which case that's great. Um, you're ahead of many of us. But uh, there is a difference between loving what you do every day and just sort of getting by. So you've heard me talk about before in my previous seasons that about this uh, conveyor belt lifestyle, which is essentially just that, uh, if you can picture a conveyor belt, it's often that we're taught that we're failures if we don't follow a certain path, like graduation, getting that desirable like money-making degree, I'm doing that thing with my fingers again, <laughs> desirable. Uh, I don't know why I keep doing that, you guys. Um, so basically, so that we can be set for life. Uh, I did it again, you guys. Set. Quote, unquote, set. Um, i got to stop. Uh, I'm just going to tie my hands behind my back. Um, but, oh, wait. But, like, that degree that we have, like, you know, we better earn a good living. It better make us good money or else we're stuck in this huge financial burden our entire lives. And, you know, your whole life you're just spent uh, chasing job after job and working overtime and... Um, your entire life is just paying the bills and we're sort of expected to just like do this without thinking along the way and we might pick up like along the way like a good spouse you know obviously we want to have somebody that we love you know buying a nice house a nice car maybe something that you can show off to your friends and family and then it's time to pop out a few kids and teach them to do the same thing and to follow in our footsteps and one day if we're lucky and you played your your cards right and you played by the rules your whole life you know you won't have uh, too much debt, and um, you're presumably able-bodied, and then you can finally relax, maybe, if you know, you're know you able. Um, but then, you know, what do we do with our lives at that point? Because a lot of what we've ever known is kind of just like centered around what we've done for a living for the past 40-plus years. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of like some people don't even know what to do <laughs> after that because we've just, we're so used to doing the same thing every day and we've just followed this sort of conveyor belt sti style of lifestyle. That's kind of what I mean by the conveyor belt. Um, you know, we just sort of follow that sequence of life events because, well, that's what I'm still trying to figure out. I guess it's because a bunch of people older than us just kind of said that that's what we were supposed to do and we just kind of took it for a fact, I guess. So what I want you to do right now is just stop and think. So what would you what would you desire to do with all of your days? If logistics and money weren't factors, what would you go do right now? Just kind of keep that in your head. And we'll, we'll talk about this. Um, you know, everybody's answer would be kind of different. But uh, we're going to use my own personal example um, just to, just to kind of summarize what I mean by this. So in case you haven't guessed by now, I basically just want to live out of a backpack, maybe have like a, a small modest house or something as a home base to return to. But I want to be able to travel without time limitations or PTO limitations, that kind of thing. And I'd spend most of my days outdoors doing active things like hiking and running and I devote the rest of my day to doing what I do best, and that's being creative, whether that's writing or making a podcast episode or video blogs, you know, centered around what I love, which is traveling the world and also helping others. So as you see, that's kind of why I started a business. Um, and as you see here also, you know, obviously all of this isn't possible right off the bat. It usually never is unless you really luck out. Maybe it's never even fully possible, but one of my favorite quotes, I seem to love quotes today, is I saw this the other day. It says, stop focusing on all the things that could potentially go wrong and start focusing on all the things that could potentially be. I love that because so many of us are like, oh, that would be too hard or oh, that would never work out. But they really can't. If you devote yourself enough to it, and yes, it might be hard work, but if you really want to be happy in your everydays, you have to work towards it. It's not easy. So, you know, I think that so many people are just take that negative outlook on it right away, and it's just easier just to kind of get by as I see it. So, 
Um, as long as you're following your path, you're taking real steps towards, you know, improving your everydays, towards your ultimate ideal life, you're better than 99% of the population just trying to make it through one more day of the week, you know, um, doing that only a hundred times over and over again. So in my case, as you see, much of that ideal life has become a reality. I've worked really hard to get there. Yes, um, but uh, basically, you know, it can be frustrating at times. You know, you want to, sometimes you want to throw stuff across the room, <laughs> hopefully in a, not another human. Um, but more often than I can count, you know, I've been frustrated, but uh, nothing's ever worthwhile or, you know, that's easy. So if you take the easy routes, you're probably just going to get mediocre results. If you take the hard routes, sometimes that yields the best results. And if you ultimately value your happiness and the importance of um, what you love in life, you will succeed. I can't emphasize that enough. So it does take a different point of view, a dedication, persistence, and patience. And that's something that is becoming, let's just say, increasingly rare these days. In case you're unfamiliar with my own personal story, um, I did actually work in a skilled nursing facility for like three whole years, might as well have been 30. Um, I made the decision to quit and start backpacking the world on my own and uh, start my own business and travel and lifestyle. And um, yeah, like that's just what I decided to do. We do have a small, modest house. You know, we could probably get a bigger house, but um, I don't really desire that. I just wanna use my, you know, income on, expenses for travel and building a business and that's just what I chose. Everybody's different, you know, everybody, you have to follow the beat of your own soul. That's kind of my thought. And uh, we do travel a lot. I do hike and run just about every day or at least most days. I write creatively, I do podcasts and I do teletherapy along the side. So I'm, you know, working on helping others, you know, trying to break financially free, but uh, you know, it is a process, but I'd say, you know, I've come a really long way in just the past few years and um, like I said it's been hard work but uh, it's definitely worth it so I just want to give you guys an example of how I try to live by what I'm talking about here so you may be wondering why now like why are we talking about any of this being remotely related to the year of 2021 well first of all there's no time like the present to get started in anything. That's always true, but um, it truly never is too late. So really, you know, I'll probably talk about that in like all of my seasons. I always start off my seasons with this rant. It's really never too late. Um, just get started. That's the most important part. But let's name a few more like tangible reasons why this specific year is currently holding the Olympic gold medal and um, reasons to start fresh. So first of all, the Olympic gold medal did just happen this summer. So that analogy fit the point. Um, getting sort of not. Um, okay, so to begin with, let's talk about the obvious. So to most of us, at least many of us, many of you guys out there, um, there underwent a few changes last year with our jobs. Um, unfortunately, many people were furloughed or they got laid off and some companies you know, went under, unfortunately. And uh, even stronger, more stable companies, sometimes they had some struggles. They banished people to their, uh, their homes, these hardworking employees to their living room couches. Ugh, my husband actually worked from home for like a whole year straight, you guys. I'll just tell you. <laughs> Um, he, he doesn't love my choice in breakfast items. He doesn't like my egg sandwiches. So he's back in the office now, which uh, I can eat my breakfast in peace. <laughs> that was a rough one. Um, but I think that there's, you know, with this, with this P word epic has taught us, you know, the global pandemic, all of that, um, there's many, many jobs can be done remotely. I think if that's a big takeaway from this. And if, if that's something you're wanting to do, you want to be remote. Um, a lot of new opportunities have come about. Now, obviously there are some people that can't be remote. Those are the healthcare heroes that we hear about. Obviously we need those people, but hopefully those people are also very passionate in helping others. And, um, you know, thank you to all of you guys out there, but, uh, not to get, to get away from the topic here, but my point is that, you know, companies are finding out that you know, allowing their, their employees to work remotely um, not only cuts down on their own business expenses, but it improves worker satisfaction and retention. That's an actual fact. Heck, my teletherapy company had this foresight like years ago, which is part of the reason I'm still there. So I just want to talk about that for a minute. So why am I talking about remote work anyway? Well, because for me personally, it's opened up a window and doors and endless possibilities to develop my own side hustle. I think that's 
something that was really important to me. It allows for a lot better work-life balance. I can travel more, visit family more. And maybe that some of those things are important to you too. Maybe you want a better work-life balance. Maybe you want to be more flexible and travel more and see those friends and family or maybe spend more time with your kids. Whatever it is, I think remote work is a great way to start fresh. And like I said, there were a lot of positions before that uh, maybe you were working in that didn't have remote work. Um, so now those are becoming available. And just like with travel, not everybody has caught on to that just yet. So if you think about my teletherapy company I started with five years ago, they were this tiny little startup company and now they're huge. So people caught on to that good deal pretty quickly. You know, you want to have that flexibility and that better work-life balance. So for me, um, that was the most important thing to me. So, you know, if that's something that might interest you, that could be a possibility. So just take a look at what's out there. Maybe there's stuff that you don't even know about that just got created this year and uh, do it before other people catch on to it later. (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. Um, Let's talk about another reason why it's time to make those lifestyle and career changes. Okay, so maybe, maybe you had that time to pause last year. Actually, I'm sure you did. I think we all did. Um, You had that time to reflect and really think about what's important in life and um, maybe you were spending more time at home with your family and that's something maybe you needed for years that this uh, P-word emic forced us into. So um, don't go back to what, you know, wasn't working for your happiness before. Like make, make that, uh, make something out of that. Don't waste what you learned about yourself from 2020. You know, like I said in my last season, embrace those P-words and those C-words because you can go forwards from here. That's what I said. I think in my first episode last season, that still holds true today. And last but not least, let's talk about a little supply and demand here. Oh, you guys, I sound like I'm one of those seventh grade textbooks you thought you were done with. Um, Don't worry, my non-analytical brain is uh, about to turn that rather dry phrase into something that will help you get your feet wet. So yes, it's true. Have you, I don't know, think about this. So have you been to a baseball game lately? Okay. No. <laughs> okay. You're not married to my husband. Um, how about just an event with um, enormous lines, if you will? It's no secret that there's like a global shortage of workers right now. I mean, somehow word got out that people could make more money just sitting around on the couch reading blog posts and eating chocolate macaroons all day than they do writing a blog post or making chocolate macaroons in that local mom and pop bakery shop down the street. (laughs) Yes. So all of a sudden, um, we we're returning to normalcy. I'm doing that thing with my fingers again. And uh, things are reopening. Companies and businesses everywhere are finally on the up and up and they, they suddenly have this chance to come back, except not enough workers. Um, that's a problem of course. So what does this mean exactly? So if you've been outside of your house at all within the past, like, I don't know, year, you've probably seen a few hiring signs around just about on every doorstep. Now this works for jobs that maybe you've been thinking about doing, but also ones that would also give you the more satisfaction in life. You know, ones that maybe weren't available before. Maybe it's time to relook into those positions because a lot of companies are hiring. Maybe that'd make you happier. That's a definitely a, a possibility, but this also works for like the entrepreneur side of things. So as an entrepreneur myself, I'm thinking about this. So suddenly that same guy on the couch down there that's uh, still hanging out, you know, reading blog posts and eating chocolate macaroons. And this could be the perfect time for that entrepreneur down the street looking to start that bake shop or to finally start that blog they were always talking about doing. So ultimately speaking, this little supply and demand thing works for um, both starting something new, but also just finding something new, something that helps you become a little bit happier. Um, That's really the ultimate goal here. So this is kind of the opportunity for that. And again, you want to do this before more people catch on. And uh, also before those unemployment taxes come due and those those busyness epidemics slowly regain control of society, just don't let that include you this time around. That's all I have to say about that. Um, And if you need ideas for, you know, like support or anything like that, that's also what we do here at Purple Hood Adventures. Um, That's what I help my clients do. I help them find... um, resources for doing things that, you know, would better their lives, like starting their own blogs and websites and um, becoming a creative influencer or teaching English abroad or remote work opportunities centered around all different types of things like special interests. Um, I can connect you to resources and trainings that you may need. So just let me know if you have 
any ideas or you want to talk about one of those things. Remember, Purple Hood Adventures is dedicating, you know, towards helping everybody out there kind of just like us to pursue like a life of adventure and experience and passionate everydays. That's really our ultimate goal. I can't reiterate that enough. So, all right, you guys, rant ended. <laughs> I thought, you thought I'd never be done on that one, right, guys? Don't worry. I'm not. It's time for... It's about time for the best part of today's entire episode. That's right. It's time for our game. Oh, man, you guys. Now, if anyone knows me at all, you know that I'm obsessed with games. And I'm also obsessed with geography and trivia. So I'm about in my element right about now. And um, again, just like in season two and three, some of these questions will be directly pulled from my Instagram trivia takeover week. If you follow us on Instagram, you might know some of these answers. Now, if you don't follow us, this is what it is. Uh, We do a quarterly seven day long trivia week. So our followers take uh, a chance to guess every single day at one of these mind blowing geography trivia facts. And um, the more you guess, the more entries you get. And I draw names out of my purple hood at the end of the week. And whoever gets drawn gets some free stuff. So if you do want to take part in that, it is uh, every quarter. Our last one was actually in June. Our next one's in October. It's uh, Purple Hood Adventures. That's our Instagram name. It's not too hard to decipher. And uh, I love doing geography, by the way, geography trivia specifically, because I feel like it's like the one subject that like nobody ever knows or cares about. Um, I may be terrible at like pop culture stuff or like history dates, but um, this is one thing (laughs) I can usually pass with flying colors. I usually beat like Jeopardy winners at this particular topic. So I really enjoy this kind of thing. This and like random medical terms and biology facts are like basically the only two things I ever get right. But um, this is definitely one of them. So it's, there's a potential here that my nerdiness here will benefit you guys in some, some way or another. Like if you go to pub trivia some night and um, you win like the gold prize or whatever you get to take home, you can thank my podcast episodes. All right, guys. So this is how this works. I'm going to give you guys five different categories and you're going to have until the end of my Jeopardy song to guess what it is or look it up. But again, don't do that because cheating is definitely overrated. Don't do that. We won't get anywhere from doing that. Um, All right, guys, so let's get started uh, with our first geography category. All right, so our first one is, it's been a while. Okay, so this one is also from my trivia takeover week. Okay, so during the global P-word emic and coronavirus in 2020, the longest recorded commercial flight occurred on March 14th. 2020. Now, this flight set actually new records um, for time and distance, and uh, it's because there was travel restrictions and an otherwise layover stop. So the flight took nearly 16 hours to complete. Oh man, you guys, I hope they had at least some leg room and maybe like some free water. And I don't know, I hope it was a comfortable flight. So what was this, um, what was this flight? I don't know if anyone remembers it. It was actually heading from Papite, French Polynesia. That's where the flight was coming from. To which European city? All right, you guys, you have until the end of the song to take a guess. smoke. Are you guys still thinking out there? (laughs) Okay. Did you guys figure out which European city the flight from Papite, French Polynesia was traveling to on that new longest record flight last year? The answer was indeed Paris. Yes, it was flying from Papite, French Polynesia to Paris. It would have had an a layover in, I believe it was Los Angeles, don't quote me on that, but um, because of travel restrictions due to 2020 and the whole nature of that entire year, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't land there, so they just kept going. Um, it was actually Air Tahiti Nui, I guess is what the name of the flight was, or the airline company, so um, they did make it, and uh, yeah, so if you ever wanted to know 
what the longest flight was. There you have it. Okay, let's go with number two, our next category. And that is time is of the essence. Ooh, it seems like we're doing a lot of time ones here. All right, guys, this is another one for my trivia takeover week. If you're a current follower, you um, if you forgot this, it's good to have this again because um, you might forget. So this will help to reinforce what you may have learned. If not, maybe you can still guess anyway. All right, out of the 24 total time zones in the world, I would think there'd be more than that, but apparently there's only 24. Um, I don't know, maybe that does sound like a lot. Um, there is one country that's home to 11 of those different time zones. Which country has 11 different time zones? At this point, you might be making a mental run through of like every large country on the entire planet. And if you've been doing that, you may have arrived at the answer, uh, which one has 11 different time zones. And no, it's not the United States. Our country only has about six to nine of those, depending on if you include territories. Yes, we do have more than four, you guys, um, but not quite 11. That one is Russia. If you can think about Russia extending pretty much around the earth. Um, yeah, they have a, 11 different time zones, which blew my mind when I saw that. Um, can you imagine having like family on the other end? I'm just thinking like I grew up with a family in California and trying to make a call. And it's like, oh God, they're three hours earlier. Well, can you imagine 11? <laughs> I'm just, yeah, it sounds crazy to me. All right, let's move on to our third category. It's a continental divide. Yes, I did make these categories up you guys in like five minutes if even. So again, like last year, if they're not that good, oh well for that, I guess you'll just have to endure it and get some answers anyway. All right, you guys. So this one is um, a major world city. Okay. Think about all the major world cities you've probably heard about. This one is the only one that actually rests on two different continents. Which one is it? guys get away from that google map because time's up all right did you figure out that major world city resting exactly on two different continents the answer is istanbul that's correct istanbul is in turkey in case you didn't know that um by the way that's not the capital the capital of turkey is actually ankara um, not Istanbul. Istanbul is a pretty popular city though, but um, it actually does run on Europe and also Asia and the Bosphorus Strait that runs right down the middle. So Istanbul. All right, category number four on the short list. Okay, you guys. Now this one's also from my trivia takeover week. If you remember this one, I managed, I think, to do a whole one that like was not on my trivia takeover week. That was the last one. Maybe that'll appear in October. Hint, hint. I don't know, unless I forget. All right, you guys. So this one, if you remember, the shortest name place in the entire world is A, okay? Like literally A. And um, it actually is in two different countries. It's in Norway and in Sweden. And in Scandinavian, the word A actually means what type of body of water? So in Scandinavian, A means what type of body of water? If your brain is smoking again, at least you're right by a river to jump in to put it out. That's right. A means river in Scandinavian that exists in Norway and Sweden. And by the way, there is an O that's an island in Sweden also. Seems like they like their one letter names of places. I guess it's pretty easy to write and remember. Can't get really any less than that. Um, yes, yeah, so A means river. All right, here is our last final Jeopardy category. Oh, I hate last, you guys. So I actually included my favorite one here for the end. It's one from my trivia takeover week, if you remember. And if not, this is a fun, interesting one to learn. I saved it for the end. 
All right, everyone, this category is single life. Okay, so the town of Manawi is the only U.S. town with only one single resident. Oh man, sounds kind of lonely, but maybe kind of not. Sounds kind of peaceful. So which state is Manawi located in with just one single resident? Forget Omaha Steaks. I'm headed to Manawi next time I visit Nebraska. Yes, you guys, it is Nebraska. So Elsie Eiler actually pays her own taxes and she even grants her own liquor license because she does indeed own a bar. It's sort of like a local hidden gem. Um, she's 87 years old, by the way, and she's the only inhabitant of the town ever since 2004 when her husband Rudy died. She's kind of one of those local celebrities. So I'd like, I don't know about you guys, but I'd love to visit Manawi in Nebraska. I didn't know that was there. So yeah, she's pretty cool. In my mind, I've never met her, but uh, seems like something I would do. And um, that actually draws our Jeopardy to a close. Oh no, you guys. Wait, what? You want a final Jeopardy round? Oh, don't mind if I do. <laughs> well, I suppose this is the time to give you guys your uh, capital city for today. No, I did not forget. And um, I have to think about what capital city to give you guys. Um, I'm not going to do Tanzania because that one's going to go in our Tanzania episode at the end. Um, okay, we're going to go with Copenhagen. Okay, do you know which country the city of Copenhagen is from? That's the capital. Don't worry, you guys. I'm not going to play Jeopardy music again. Maybe I'll just sing instead. Dude, okay. <laughs> just kidding. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna torture you guys any more than I already did. I don't record during April Fools, so I had to make up for it somehow. All right, you guys. The answer is indeed Denmark. So yes, Denmark's capital city, Copenhagen, is known to. And this is why I picked this. It's uh, they have the best work-life balance in the entire world. I'm not sure how they measure that, but it seems to. Um, apparently, that seems to be. The country that has the best kind of happiness and work-life balance, which is kind of today's theme. And um, gosh, I'm kind of like noticing a trend with the Scandinavian countries and the Northern European countries in general. Seems like they're all winning in like the happiness and health departments there. I don't know. Maybe I'll just move to A or something like that. I'll move to A and call it a day. <laughs> oh God, you guys. All right. I've got enough out of my, my lectures here. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, you guys. Thank you so much for suffering through my torture. I mean, my game. All right. See you on the flip side. So as our episode today draws to a close, may you have a new openness to experiencing the world and beginning the life that you were meant to live. Because... Well, you owe it to yourself to write your own book and your own narrative. <laughs> yes, you guys didn't forget about my rhymes now, did you? Oh, yes. Um, I think I'm going to be amusing myself with my own terrible rhymes a lot this season. That was one of the highlights of last season. My friend actually told me that I should write a children's book for this reason. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. Oh, you know you miss me. Oh, you, between my games and my uh, poetry and my foreign language lessons and world capitals, you guys are going to definitely have a hankering to pull out a few good old classic Dr. Seuss books, and um, you'll definitely be seasoned geography culture junkies by the time we're done with, well, this season. <laughs> oh, man, you guys, I promise I'm done. Uh, I don't want to scare you all off before we even get to episode two of season three. Although if you're a returning listener, you're probably uh, familiar with uh, what's to come. But if you take home nothing else today, remember this. You have ultimate control over your page and your chapter, your own book. Fill it with the story you want to tell, not the book that you've read thousands of times over. Get out there, explore the world, and start waking up excited for every single day. Not just Saturdays and Sundays, not just vacation days, but all days. Your days. Oh, I think I said once in my previous seasons, it's time to stop getting hours. I'm doing that thing again with my fingers. Let's just hope that's the last time today I do that. Um, <laughs> at least my 2003 shirts in my closet can see me doing it. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's definitely another story for another time. So yes, don't just get your hours, start getting them back. 
2021 is your year to start because ultimately it's about following your heart. Be bold and brave and don't grow old being a slave. Be like Elsie Eiler. Be the only resident in town or just be bold enough to get your own dreams off the ground. Enjoy every sight and smell, but always remember to save on every flight and hotel. Always turn your one days into two days and follow the music of your soul always on the runways and what you do with your everydays. No more delays. Unless, it's, of course, it's at the airport, in which case there's no no change fees on that flight anyways. So until next time, fellow podcast listeners, always remember to live life on the daring side, the budget-friendly side, the creative side, the independent side, and most importantly, from the inside. And remember, as always, don't do anything I wouldn't do, unless it's, of course, lose your luggage after 40 straight hours of flights, finish your little 40 hours of travel with a little welcome home exercise, become a hemophiliac in a rental car due to a mishap with a wrapper, have terrible sea legs and also forget Dramamine, revisit irrational phobias and audio clips, or make finger gestures at your closet clothes. But everything else, don't do anything I wouldn't do, if that makes sense. See you next week. This is Marie Elena, and you've been listening to Purple Hood Adventures Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on our journeys today. If you think you'd like to hear more and you want to stay updated on the whereabouts of an accident-prone purple windbreaker, or if you just like to live the life of adventure through your earbuds, or maybe you enjoy restraining having milk coming out of your nose buds every week, don't forget to subscribe to my channel. Otherwise, you can check me out on my website at purplehoodadventures.com. Or you can check me out on Facebook slash Purplehead Adventures, Instagram, or whatever other 8 million forms of social media you might use. Until then, stay tacky, San Francisco. And remember, life is not a book to be read, but a story to be told. So get out there. And remember, always, hood down and head out. <laughs>